Y'all listening to that 20 by 20 podcast, the best of wrestling, the best of hip-hop. Check it out. Boom. This is the 20 by 20 podcast. Shout out to the nation of domination. Yeah. High in these potty streets, but we doing our thing. Tell Coco beware, bringing them birds to the ring. Attitude error, WWF on the leather. It's that 2020 podcast. I go wherever your shorty with a frog splash. She look like Sunny, but she Puerto Rican. I came through like the repo man creeping. Once again to the 20 by 20 podcast I'm your host Nathan McFly Rolling Dolo on this episode But I'd like to welcome everybody back to the 20 by 20 Sportatorium Is where we at uh, Yeah man, how's everybody doing? Hoping everybody is well A lot of wrestling going on uh, Before, you know, when we had so many different events happening All in within a week's time, 10 days time We'll be like, yo, it's wrestling overload but now it's just a recurring thing. I mean, we have Raw, if you're still watching on Mondays. Um, Tuesday, you have NXT, NWA Power. Wednesdays, um, well, nothing Wednesdays now because, you know, the NBA NBA playoffs is, uh, is here. Fridays, you have two shows with SmackDown and AEW. Uh, and all, all these other different events, you know, GCW. We've seen Matt Cardona debut at... GCW, regardless what anybody thinks, regardless of how much you hate Matt Cardona, him popping up at GCW is the most relevant thing he's probably done in the past five years. Like, I think since him winning the IC title at in the latter match of Mania, I think it was 32, if I'm not mistaken, the Mania at Dallas, this is the most relevant thing he's ever done. Uh, not not even winning the tag titles at WrestleMania with Brian Myers means and I, I don't know if it means as much as this. I mean, did you see the crowd? The crowd didn't even know how to react. And then they kept on chanting, fuck you, Cardona, which is great. Um, he's an automatic heel there going after Nick Gage, which is great. It's crazy. And, it, and it's beautiful for that promotion in itself because now you'll have not only like the hardcore fans eyeing your product but then you know you got a, a whole bunch of different other outlets probably wanting to see what the fuck is this all about because you know matt cardona is i hate to say it, but he's kind of a big name you know what i'm saying coming out of coming out of wwe you know factory regardless of the fact he has a name and that name is going to bring something to the product just like when john moxley went over there and attacked Nick gage it brought more eyes over there everybody knows John Moxley, his background is death matches, GCW, uh, CZW, all of that. You know what I'm saying? So that's a, it's a beautiful thing to see. Uh, but besides that, man, uh, a lot has been going on, of course, you know, the last couple of weeks with the releases and people debuting. We'll get into that as well. Um, a lot of news revolving around uh, Survivor Series. We have NXT t- uh, t- uh, in your house. NXT in your house coming at us this Sunday from the Capitol Wrestling Center, if I'm not mistaken. So, but first, what I would like to talk about is these comments about Triple H made on the phone call for the NXT show. So, he talked about women's wrestling. They asked him, you know, is there going to be another evolution? And this is exactly what he said. 
Haven't haven't we already done them? Triple H asked. If it's a funny thing to me, I just don't see. I I just don't. So equality is equality. Equality is not. I want I want my own show. Equality is not. We have to have our own program. If I told you that I was making an all men's program, I didn't want women on it. It would be criticized. And I'm not saying that right or wrong. I do think it's funny when people go, I want to, I want the best in the world, regardless of contractual status. What? I'm sorry. But for a business person standpoint, then why do we have contra- contractual status? Right? It, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. If you want to wrestle the best women in the world, come to WWE. That's where they are. If you want to go somewhere else and say that's, that they are, that's an opinion you can have. And you can, but it is what it is. While I'm all for it, I was one of the biggest drivers of the WWE evolution. And we'll do another all-women event down the line, possibly. But you know, it's not the must-have of the moment. I think we do an amazing job of displaying our female athletes, and it is perfect. No, I no. will it always be in flux? Yes. But I think we do a pretty good job, in my opinion, again, my opinion. The best female performers in the world are in WWE. And if they're not, they want to be. Well, with that being said, yo, listen, man, when an executive is talking about his company, he has to talk about his company being the best at what they do. And with the lineage of WWE and everything they've been doing for the past 50, 60 years, you know, he he has a lot of information to back that up, saying that what they bring to the table is the best in women's wrestling. Now, I know a lot, a lot of talent, uh, other promotions, you know, took, you know, took a back to this, to these comments that Triple H made, but, you know, he has to big up his own, his own company. He can't just start talking about other women, other women from other promotions around the world and say, oh, but they're, they're the best. No, you're trying to elevate your talent. You're trying to show the talent that you have their back. When you're out there promoting anything and everything in regards to the company, WWE, the sub, the sub company, you know, the sub rosters of SmackDown, Raw, NXT, NXT UK. He has to have that mentality. And with the whole uh, not having evolution because it's not a necessity or it's not something for the moment right now listen the reason why we have stars the way we do is because they're at least the new ones coming up right now within the indie circles and all that they seen that pay-per-view event and that right there was a motivating factor if you're building new stars for if it might be for your company for others whoever it may be this right here is a motivational tool to have i understand that the buy rates were in there. I understand it didn't, it didn't, it probably didn't speak to the whole fan base the way it spoke to some. Cause I, I loved it. I loved evolution. It was great to see the talent there. It was great for them to have that exposure and that, that moment for them. Cause they definitely deserved it. Everybody that was on the roster at that moment deserved that moment. Charlotte versus uh the, one of the Bellas that that was a great moment, you know what I'm saying? That that was a moment there, um and it was kind of like a passing of the torch, 
And what and people can say whatever they want about the Bellas, but the Bellas have been through stages of WWE women's wrestling. From the Divas to the Butterfly Belt to what we see now. They've transcended through all those times. And I feel that they're kind of like how millennials, I guess you should say, people born in the 80s, how we're the perfect mix and, and in the perfect time zone where we can understand the old guard of things, but also understand the new guard and try to blend both together and make both sides understand where both sides are coming from. So it's just it's just something to to piece out and look at, but I I definitely do think that there's other women talent around the world that are fucking phenomenal and could be regarded as the best. But as a you know a company man moving forward, I, he has to big up his his entity, big up the company he works for, and fuck everybody else. That's the mentality when you're playing sports. Even though one of your one of your homies is on the other side of the squad, your coach is gonna tell you, "Fuck them niggas. They're not wearing the same color that you're wearing. They're not wearing. Let's just say your 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 colors are black and white. They're not wearing the black and white jersey. They're wearing green. Don't worry about them. Those are not friends for the next forty eight minutes. For the next whatever for whatever amount of time, whatever sport you're playing, those ain't friends right now. The ones that you're looking out for are the ones that's wearing the same jersey as you." That's what you got to look out for. You got to look out for the home team. But with that being said, uh, yeah, Triple H was a little off talking about women's wrestling just in the aspect of, yes, they do do a really good job presenting women in their product, but it could be a little different. You know, they could have a little more time because there, there was a time and place where, you know, we were seeing uh, women Main, I mean, we just seen a women's main event at WrestleMania, which was fucking phenomenal. And I'm telling you, that moment right there just created a a group of stars. That moment right there just created a group of stars for the next generation of women's wrestling. We're going to see it. We're going to see that, you know, 10, 20 years down the line. But uh, I think he was just a little off talking about women's wrestling. Another thing that was in the news circuit is the rock has been in contact for survivor series and that survivor series might be reportedly held might be held in brooklyn at the barclay center uh, as we know it was a couple of years in a row they had SummerSlam over there went to two of those pretty dope and if they have it here best believe storyline tease is doing a pop-up in november we're going to get some fly joint going. We're going to do a pop-up in November. I'm going to holler at my, my boy, Sir Wilkins. We're going to get that party started. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be it's gonna be a crazy weekend in New York City if Survivor Series comes back. But with The Rock in tow, uh, there was a couple of things I started thinking about. I also started thinking about um, this next uh, pay-per-view event, Hell in a Cell. It got me thinking of it where... You know, we have Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley for the last time. They keep saying this is the last time Drew McIntyre can ever challenge for the belt. I mean, for the for the present time. And it just got me thinking with Roman, Rock, if Survivor Series shows up, we know last Survivor Series, Roman got 
the win against Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre is looking at, you know, looking at that still. Sai eyeing it. And I'm thinking, do they let them go at it again for Survivor Series? And then the way The Rock, if The Rock is going to be there, does The Rock interfere in that match? Cost Roman the match? Or not even interfere, just shows up and it just throws Roman off and Drew gets his, you know, his win back that way? Title versus title match? But then again, if that happens... It's going to hurt because, you know, Bobby Lashley just uh, went into his 100th day as champ. And I feel that with the rumors also with SummerSlam, how they're trying to get Brock Lesnar and Cena. Brock Lesnar and Cena could be the two top matches. And I know, I know people hate when they bring in part-timers for the main matches. But just think about this. Everybody's been asking for a Brock and Lashley match. Everybody's been asking for a Roman Roman and Rock, but also Roman and Cena. Because now Roman, you know, he developed the gift of gab now. And everybody remembers that, that promo, that back and forth him and Cena did. Cena ate him. Cena ate him on the mic. So, you know... Roman got to get his comeuppance on that on that on that part, and I feel that being in a big stadium in Las Vegas, the lights, everything. You know, we got the Pacquiao fight the same night against Earl Spence. Um, this can be big for WWE. This they they're, they're saying they want to make SummerSlam a WrestleMania type feel, and they can do that out in Vegas with those two matches. And if you could just somehow develop the mid-card matches and then some tag matches here and there, some big matches, something that people would want to see. Listen, I'm all here for that. I'm all here for that. But with The Rock being contacted for Survivor Series, it just has me thinking, you know, damn, you know, do they have Brock Lesnar in tow? Because uh, if they bring back those three people, you know, it, it makes sense. Especially with John Cena, it makes sense. Fast Nine's here. Uh, man, even Cardi B. Cardi B got the song for SummerSlam. Even her just coming through and doing a performance. Like, she got an album coming out. You got the movie coming out. The cross-promotion could be crazy for this. And they need it because Las Vegas is just a party, star-riddled city. And they need all the celebrities, all of the cameras, they need it on this SummerSlam. I'm telling you, this SummerSlam could be the biggest SummerSlam in quite some time. And I'm all here for that shit. So let's get it popping. But um, The Rock coming back, as long as it a big storyline where it just culminates at WrestleMania. Of course, everybody was saying, oh, but you know, in LA, it'll be so much bigger. Listen, Dallas is huge too. Dallas is fitting 100,000 people in that stadium. So if we could tell a story, if if we hear me, like if I'm over there, <laughs> if they can tell a story for the next seven months, no, wait, uh, November, boom, 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 that's like five months, five months, sorry, five, six months. If they could tell a story for the next five to six months of The Rock and Roman on SmackDown, especially with the way Roman and the Usos have been holding it down, even with the insertion of the, of the other Us. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. It's crazy the storytelling. It's just so... This story has been going on since last year in SummerSlam. 
So think about it. Roman's story is almost a year old and it's still engaging. So they're doing something really, really good there. Shout out to Doc Hendricks. I'm hearing he has a lot of input in what's going on there. Paul Heyman, they have a lot of good, they have a lot of good wrestling knowledge. A lot of people that are about the business, you know, molding that story. So that must mean why it's just so phenomenal. And what I'm seeing now uh, from what happened last night on SmackDown, now it looks like we might have a Hell in a Cell match with Ray and Roman. Uh, and then that's, that's another person who I think people tend to look at and say, nah, yo, not Ray. Come on, why Ray? We saw Ray not too long ago face Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship, and the match was fire. The match was like under 10 minutes, and it was fire. It was just so much back and forth, but that's because Ray looks good in the ring with a bigger opponent. And those bigger opponents like Brock and Roman do very well with smaller opponents. You know, the size sometimes really doesn't matter. It's just the chemistry in the ring. If the chemistry is there, it's going to be very, very good. Very good for the event. Very good for the match in itself. And to be honest, the WWE has been putting on some really good pay-per-views lately. At least within, damn, you could say within the last year. Because even SummerSlam from last year was pretty good. NXT's been putting on some great shows. NXT got a great show this uh this Sunday as well. So it's it's a lot going on and we just gotta read the tea leaves and see where it's going because I know Biggie lost a big feud that he I think needed with Aleister Black because if the momentum is to build Biggie, I think Aleister Black was the best fold for him in order to build him up. Credible, dangerous. Biggie could have had probably a series of matches with this guy and it would have been bonkers every last one of them because biggie could really go in the ring so can alistair black uh man shout out to alistair black he was a tough one to see leave but th- this is something that i really really want to see a culminate i want to see biggie actually come to the forefront you know he lost the ic championship to apollo cruz and hasn't really done much since then it's been a little stagnant i mean his energy speaks for itself but just what what is being portrayed on tv doesn't look like much at the moment. Uh, and I think they really lost. Uh, I think they really lost a moment with him and Aleister Black doing doing a couple of matches together. Another thing from Raw. Loving a couple of things about Raw. I can't front, man. Yo, RK bro, fire. Uh, Kofi, Xavier Woods are having these phenomenal matches. I mean, we just saw a week or two ago a match with. Xavier Woods and Riddle, dope. I mean, the matches Kofi was having with Drew McIntyre was crazy. Um, even Sheamus, Sheamus was having great matches with with Riddle, and we're and then out of nowhere we get a match with Ricochet and Humberto Carrillo, which I like because I feel like it's building up the main, not the main, but the mid card. It has to be built. That U.S. title has to be a fixture. You know what I'm saying? We have Mansoor there. I never thought Mansoor was all that, but he's gotten so much better since that first match with Cesaro. And I know, I know, Raw is very, very hard to watch, especially that it's three hours long. Very hard. And people tend to miss a lot of the good from Raw. There's some good there. There is some good. 
and people tend to miss it because it's three hours and you're channel surfing. Or if you're not channel surfing, sometimes you even forget you're watching this shit because it happens to me. I forget I'm watching this shit. I DVR it. I'm like, oh shit, I didn't see this. I really didn't see this. I was like, oh fuck. All right, cool. This was this was okay. Just like that match with Ricochet Humberto Carrillo. I thought it was fucking phenomenal. Um, Ricochet can't. You can't even say enough good things about this guy of how talented he is in the ring they just really need to work with him if if there's something you feel like that's off insert something there to hide it hide the deficiencies and it you know exploit the greatness you know shit but yeah um and Riker like why is Riker a baby face I really don't understand why he's a baby face I mean, with everything that's happened with him in social media, with everything he said, you know, the the blackface, and he's still there. He is still there. I'm pretty sure if there was fans there and they seen Elias kick him out and all those other shit, the fans would have probably erupted for that and loved it. And why is Riker a babyface? This is the reason why I can't wait for fans to come back. Even if they try to manipulate the sound, I feel like the displeasure of the fans is going to be so eminent that, you know, pumped in crowd noises. I don't think it's going to fucking hold that shit back. But yet, we're, it's going to be very telling to see what type of crowd there really is. Because I don't think Riker as a baby face works. It's ridiculous to me. Um, that's all I'm gonna say. I'm not even gonna spend too much time on that. It's just, it's just very telling on what they think of him, not only as a talent but as a man. Like, what the fuck, you know? Like, and I love the fact that Steve Cutler is getting a opportunity. He's debuted a vignette on Impact. Looked fucking amazing. I didn't even know he had those chops on the mic like that. When I was viewing the fucking promo on the vignette, it was great. It was great. Shout out to Steve Cutler. Hopefully everything's good with him. Going back to Aleister Black, there's rumors now. Uh, Meltzer I put out there saying that after his 90 days are up, he will be heading to AEW. If he is, that's another talent putting out there. Uh, he's in that list of WWE guys that have gone or well, he is going. He's not there yet, but he's he'll be part of that list of AEW guys that have gone. I mean, WWE guys that have gone to AEW and, you know, John Moxley, Brody Lee, Miro, and now Andrade. Shout out to Andrade. What a fucking beautiful, beautiful debut. I mean, the crowd was a little off, I guess, because they were just hating Vicky so much. They didn't even listen to the, the name she said when he was coming out. But, um, yeah, he's going to be part of that crew that you know they're going to fucking kill it. You know what I'm saying? They're going to just kill the scene. You look at Moxley. Everybody knew Moxley was a star. We knew he was a star in WWE when he won the money in the bank and then won the WWE championship. We already knew he was a fucking star. Brody Lee. We did not get to see Brody Lee come into his own in WWE. Yes, he got an IC title run. And he had great matches with Dolph Ziggler. Those matches were fucking phenomenal. But I think he came more into his own when he got to AEW and had the Dark Order. He was more of his own, and it was just it was great to see, you know, R.I.P. Brody Lee. 
uh, and Miro, you know, when Miro took a little while, you know, Miro came in to me. I still think that whole best man shit is fucking whack. I think that shit is horrible. But he made it do what it do. Just like with Rusev, Rusev Day, he made it do what it do. And he's now being that monster heel that he was as U.S. champion. Before losing to John Cena at that WrestleMania. It was crazy him coming in the tank. He looked like the monster heel there. He should have gotten that moment to beat Cena. And I don't know why. They never ran it back on that one. Which was crazy. But then we get the open challenge run as well. We get a lot of stuff after that. But now we're seeing we're seeing greatness. And then with Andrade, just the way he came through, the suit, the swag, that chain with the with the luchador mask, like, yo, he looks like a million bucks. Everybody knew he was a million bucks. When he got sent up to the main roster, and I seen how they were 50-50 with him, I'm like, damn, all right, cool. I'm gonna give this a little try because that's what they did with him at NXT. He went on a crazy losing run. Until being paired off with Zelina Vega. And then they, they skyrocketed to the top. Beating Drew McIntyre for the NXT Championship. Having those... I'm sorry. There had to have been five-star matches between him, Gargano, uh, and the other guys he faced during his championship run. He had great, great matches. And it, it, it was just... Wondering where did it go wrong. And then you break him apart from something that works so well in Zelina Vega. That I, I just didn't understand that. Because now you're you're putting people, you're you're having a stable, you're having him do the fist like the like the Los Ingobernables. You had a chance to do that in WWE, something that's worldly popular. Japan, Mexico, it's all there. United States, it could be here as well. It took Roosh going to, you know, Ring of Honor to do it out there and, and make it something. And it could have been here. But um yeah, man, you know, everybody's saying like, oh, I guess nobody's talking about his uh, his English. Look, listen, he said 15 words and he said them great. <laughs> but let's not get confused. His promos need a lot of work. His promos don't hit the same the way they hit when he's talking in Spanish. Just the confidence and the flow of the words, it doesn't hit. That's why Zelina Vega was there with him. And I feel like that's why it worked. With Vicky, Vicky's a great heater, one of the best heaters ever ever in this business with that excuse me one of the best but with a talent like selena out there selena de la renta i felt maybe that could have been a little a little connect there with andrade and that would have been fire i think the crowd would have popped for her coming out because people know her from mlw and then her presenting andrade to the crowd that would have been crazy i feel that would have been crazy not saying that the Vicky, you know, the Vicky route was bad, but I just think this would have been a little, a little better for the times, you know, talking to the young audience a little more. But they're doing great with Andrade so far. I'm really, really uh, excited for his sit-down interview with JR. I want to see how that goes. I want to see how they approach it, how he approaches it himself, how we, the mannerisms, the wordplay. I want to see all that when he's sitting down with JR. Uh, another person that was cut from wwe braun Strowman. uh yo listen braun Strowman's a wwe guy he was he was made in the factory you know what i'm saying uh I, I'm, I'm thinking like i said last week that uh aew probably has the best shot in getting him because of his relationship with mark henry you know mark henry having 
brought him into WWE. You know, Mark Henry, he's going to be an asset for AEW. You know, just him talent scouting and knowing what works and what doesn't, he's going to be an asset. But he's asking for five figures on the indie circuit. People are saying that he's out of his mind. Yo, this boy's out of control. But man, listen, Braun Strowman's coming off a contract that was paying him a couple million dollars a year. If he's asking for five figures, let him. He knows his worth. Homie won 20 racks. Yo, let me get 25 and I'm 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 over there. You know, if that's what it's gonna take, that's what it's gonna take. If you think that your promotion needs that man there to sell some tickets or bring in a certain type of crowd mixed in with your crowd, make it happen. If not, leave him, leave him, let him be. Cause it, it seems like he doesn't give a shit. Homie chilling. You got a couple M's in the bank, he chilling. Braun Strowman's probably made for Hollywood though. Like, I could see him as, like, a, you know, a level boss. You know, like, in a movie. Like, he's definitely action movie made. The voice, the 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 look, everything. Everything and anything. It looks like he's made for Hollywood. So, let's see where he goes with his career. Could be somewhere, you know. Let's see what happens. Uh, you know, I was, I was overlooking AEW and on Dynamite. I mean, the presentation from the, from the beginning, like, from the intro, like, the... You know, the the vignette and everything, like, opening up the show. It's it's so dope to see, and it's telling. Like, you see a lot of, you know, ex-WWE guys, but it's a good little mix there. Uh, Kenny, Kenny is just a great heel. Great heel. The interaction between him and Jungle Boy. Uh, Jungle Boy noticing the Bucks were coming. Yo, and what the fuck? Yo, Luke Gallows out here looking like superstar Billy Graham. This dude got the tie-dye, the, the, the tie-dye tank top, the feather earring. I'm like, look at this guy. Oh, man. I mean, it is what it is. Good brother vibes, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Good brother vibes. But um, it's going to be it's gonna be dope to see uh him take on Jungle Boy. And then all the injuries that I heard of. That he's going through right now. And for him to just do any type of physicality in the ring. Was very very crazy to see. I'm just hoping he's okay. And he can recover well. But you know bringing in guys like that man. You know like like I just said. Like Miro, Andrade. All these guys. It's going to take a while for them to be that top top star. But they need these guys to make Kenny's title run relevant. If you look at the guys Kenny has faced. He's faced pretty dope individuals. But he hasn't faced like any real superstars. You know, like he got the belt from Rich Swan. He got the belt from um not Penta. Oh my god. Ray Phoenix in AAA. Um and now he got the belt from Moxley. Cool. He had the triple threat match with Pac and Orange Cassidy. You know, he's faced certain people here and there, but he needs to face more named athletes. I feel like, you know, having a guy like Christian there, getting a win over Christian, getting a win over Andrade, maybe getting a win over Lance Archer. Uh, not a big name, but, you know, high mid-card level talent. It just makes the title seem more relevant, you know? And I, and I feel that we're going to start seeing a lot more bigger names coming to AEW, which is great. Let them run what they do. Um, let them do what they do. I want to. I want to see them win. I want to see them win because if they're gonna, if they're gonna start winning to the point where it's gonna be 
seen through numbers, through stats and everything, that they're doing much better than WWE. Yo, listen. All, all the billions and all the M's in the world still going to make this guy, you know, want to be competitive and want to be better than them. So, and this guy by by the means that I'm meaning Vince McMahon. So it's gonna it's it's very telling to see. I want to see what they do next week. They got a whole bunch of whole bunch of matches coming up next week. But the one thing, like I said, I want to see that Andrade interview. I really want to see that interview. I want to see how they present them. They're already saying he's the face of Latinos. When he said he's gonna be the face of W of AEW. So let's see what happens on SmackDown. Uh, Dominic is getting some burn, bro. Dominic's getting some time. Yo, shout out to him for taking that bump. He got po- he got power bomb to the outside. Ooh, thank God, homie, nineteen years old. Because if not, he'd be hurting. I mean, he's hurting now. But imagine if he was in his forties doing that. Oof, hi me madre, crazy, crazy. But um, <laughs> Roman is just so good right now. Roman is at a point in his career where nothing's going to stop him. And this is great. Having those wins, man. Like, yo, a win to Rey Mysterio, even though Rey Mysterio isn't the Rey Mysterio from the the mid-2000s, from 05 and shit, it's still Rey Mysterio. You know what I'm saying? It's still the legend in himself. Him getting a win right there. Imagine him getting a win on Cena for SummerSlam. Uh, or maybe even Brock Lesnar, whoever, he's had a great title run with all the guys he's been beating. And all these guys are proven guys. That's why I say, like, Kenny Omega right now, he's got some people at his disposal right now to make his title run look even better. His title run look great, but even better. And it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy to see. Uh... But yeah, man, yo, shout out, shout out to what they doing there. That shit is so fucking amazing. Uh, I mean, everybody loves Seth Rollins versus Cesaro at SummerSlam, and it's looking like, I mean, at SummerSlam, at WrestleMania, and it's looking like we're gonna get that again at uh, Hell in a Cell. Maybe a cell match. Does anybody see it as a cell match? Let me know. Let me know. Uh, another thing I wanted to get into was the retirement announcement from Leo Rush. Yo, shout out to Leo Rush. Everywhere he's been, he's been a champion. You know, they always had like this stigma about him where he was hard to work with. But listen, I maybe because I, I I met him on a chill in a chill atmosphere while he made it. He he just looked like a really dope guy, you know. And he's putting family first, health first, over wrestling. He has so much going on for himself, whether it be the music. Him in that Power Rangers movie. Um, you know, he was just on TV with that uh, real real world Road Rules classic thing. And, you know, he has a very, you know, approachable, approachable character. You know, like just seeing him on TV and all these different outlets and him doing his music. He seems very marketable. So if he has other different avenues in order to support and feed his family... And keep himself safe while he does so. Why not? Like anybody else that has something to say negative about that. Like fucking. What's his name? Greg Hamilton. Go eat a dick. You know what I'm saying? Like yo. What the fuck bro? Like there's no. There's no reason why you should hate on a man. Putting his family first. And. What you got. What you have to do is big him up for doing so. 
and I big him up for doing so because he gave us number of years of classics where they had where they had been through the indies, um, WWE, NXT, wherever it was, he made it work. Whatever he did, whatever they gave in front of him, the plate, he made it work. So shout out to Leo Rush. Shout out for everything he's done. Uh, this is a short episode because I'm here by myself and I just kind of ran through things. I just wanted to get my mind off of a couple of things, you know, with what I've seen in wrestling right now throughout the week. But one thing before we go, uh, NXT in your house. I'm loving the fact they're bringing back one of the best looking fucking titles ever in the Million Dollar Championship. And just having Ted DiBiase there, just the lineage, the passing down of the torch of that. I think the one person that would benefit from that, and it's crazy because they both benefit from it. They're both like so deserving of a title. And then if not just that title, but I would like to see Cameron Grimes get it. I know LA Knight just got there. He shouldn't get the loss. Cameron Grimes is good at eating losses, to be honest, because then he always pops up, pops back, and he's back to doing his own shit. But this will solidify Cameron Grimes, all the hard work and everything he's done. So I'm hoping that he wins uh, the five-way match with Karrion Cross, uh, Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Finn Balor, if I'm not mistaken. No, no, not Finn Balor. Uh, Pete Dunne. With Pete Dunne. I can see this being a showcase for uh, Killer Cross because I feel that with the draft coming after SummerSlam, if I'm not mistaken, I see him losing the title at that next TakeOver show that's around SummerSlam or a little bit before or after SummerSlam. I can see him losing it there, maybe to the likes of a Pete Dunne, maybe to the likes of an Adam Cole. Uh, I could see that, but this is going to be a very fun match because there's so much talent within this match. And this is just going to solidify his championship status, especially with everything Adam Cole has said. This could just turn Adam Cole into a fucking maniac. Him losing this and then he wasn't even pinned to lose. This could just elevate it going into that NXT TakeOver show where I think Karrion Cross will lose the title. And yeah, man, I think he's going to be the guy called up to either. I think he's going to be the guy called up to Raw. Raw needs characters. Uh, It was out there in a report that Vince says, we don't need, you know, wrestlers. We need characters. And I could understand that. You know, everybody's going to know how to wrestle. Everybody's going to know how to put on a good show. But a good show isn't a good show without the characters. And, you know, we need more character development within all of professional wrestling it has to be more character development. That's why it was so engaging for us as kids. The characters, you know, they spoke to us. And in, in, in whatever regard, they spoke to the fan base. So I think they have to, you know, really, really hone in on that and build some characters. And Karrion Cross is a character. He has everything there. The lights, the music, just like Adam Cole said, the women, all that shit. He has it. So that, you know, being pushed up to the main roster might do something for all. Who knows? Raw sucks. I know. I know, I know, I know. But let's see what happens. Uh, Just want to let you guys know out there, there's so much good music out there. If you're listening to hip-hop right now, Ransom got a new joint out there, Seven. Um, I just I, I just started listening to that Benny the Butcher and 38 Special joint, Fire. UFO Fieve, Magnus Opus, Fire. New joint out there. Um, Yo, listen, you know what the summertime is like. 
new music, new vibes, new energy, new everything. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. It's here. Enjoy it. Let's do it. Let's do it the best way that we can. And you already know what it is. This is the 20 by 20 podcast. I'm your host, Nathan McFly. Shout out to the Nation of Domination. Shout out to Los Boricuas. Shout out to the whole podcast gang. You already know. Bing, Woodrow, Shice, LP, my niggas. You already know what it is. Yeah. Peace. Boys, nothing lava. Get the bag, then I wiggle like wilder. All the little things stop. Big, big, big things. My little chain costs more than your big chain. Fuck with me, get a bag. Fuck, fuck, fuck with me, get a bag. Fuck, fuck, fuck with me, get a bag. Fuck, fuck, fuck with me. Bitch, don't block your blessings. Bitch, bitch, don't block your blessings. Diamonds disco flashing. Drip toe tagging. Mink coat dragging. Block boy trapping. Hot boy in action. Don't need caption. Rocks dame dashing. Neck break dancing. Blue miss hookah. Snipe game super. She don't bust it open. Call back the Uber. I'm a dog. I'm a beast. Gotta own. Never lease niggas out. Leave the freaks. Smocking donuts to the street. Kill them tents. I'm a strip. Can't last niggas front. I want bricks on her ass. Yeah. Ones and hundreds. Talking. Drip game, pop it in a wrist game, rock it. Trap money, stop all the drug dealers robbing. My name ring bells, Kase Zoo. Is them uptown boys copy cool? Up, up, uptown boys, nothing live. Get the bag, then I wiggle like wild. All the little things stop, big, big, big things. My little chain costs more than your big chain. Fuck with me, get a bag. Fuck, 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 fuck with me, get a bag. Fuck, fuck, fuck with me, get a bag. Fuck, fuck, fuck with me, get a bag Bitch, don't block your blessings Bitch, bitch, don't block your blessings Montana on the rise Yup, you don't want no problem with these guys Guilt this pocket, drip, zip, lock Coop, 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 flip, flop, chain, tick, tock Young, young players, boss Wins with the loss New, new, drip, sauce Neck, wrist, false Snipe, don't post Mike, Mike, go, go, go She don't bust it open Flop, 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 back, coach I'm the dog off the leash Straight bombs, I release South Bronx Here the beast, young Don of the East Still ten toes down Montana, big step And you know it's going down When I drop like Mick Grepper Got it on lock Old school to the new school My old school cost more than your new school up, up, Uptown boys, nothing live Get the bag, then I wiggle like wild All the little things stop Big, big, big things My little chain costs more than your big chain Fuck with me, get a bag Fuck, fuck, fuck with me, get a bag Fuck, fuck, fuck with me, get a bag Fuck, fuck, fuck with me, get a bag Bitch, don't block your blessings Bitch, bitch, bitch don't block your blessings Montana on the rise You don't want no problem with these guys Ah! Montana!